This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again. It is Wing Nation. Well, it is Wing Nation, but it's not Wing Nation. This is called the work area. Yeah, okay, so you know how this works in sprint car racing. Yellow flag comes out. We all get a chance. Well, the guys and gals get a chance to work on the cars, and we get a chance to talk about it all while there's a Blake break in the action. So that's what we're doing. I'm Steve Post, of course, from Wing Nation, joined in the studio by Aaron Evernham and joined by the by the uh, technology of Zoom, Ashley Strummy is here from Pennsylvania from the Lethal Chassis Studios. Hello, Ashley. How are you? Hey, guys. Good to catch up with both of you this week. I know. How about that? And Aaron, everything good in your world? Yeah, yeah. Things are good. We are having so much fun, and we've really had a good time with our trio of podcasts. Um, getting off track with Ashley Strummy. you had a great visit with Diana Schatz. I mean, that was just fantastic, mm-hmm. wasn't it? That was so neat. Yes, um, it was great to finally get to talk to her. I've never had the opportunity to talk to her. Um, she's always busy slinging t-shirts at the trailer, and I never want to interrupt her, and she's a busy woman. But uh, she was very humble, incredibly awesome to talk to. I can't wait to actually go meet her physically in person at the next race. Yeah, she's kind of in the shadows, and, and not by design, but because you have Donnie, who's the superstar, but then you have Danny who's the the, the social director. Yeah, the, yeah he's the legend. The, he's the legend, the social guy. And then you have Diane just out there selling shirts and, and doing everything. I thought it was so neat the way you ended that with Donnie's thoughts on his mom. Uh, I just thought that that really did a good job. So I love it. Ashley is getting off track with the women in the sport. Aaron, as you know, with Aaron Evernham, you sat down a few weeks ago with the Buckeye Bullet, Dave Blaney, and uh, boy, you got into a lot deets. That's what the kids call it I, these days, deets. The you got a lot of deets, yeah. that's for sure. I, you know, Dave was so talkative, something we don't, uh, wow. I, I mean, I've never really seen that side of him too much, especially when the camera's on, and he was chatty Kathy, and I really appreciated it. And But, you know, we still miss some of the good stuff. When we shut the cameras off, he kept going. And I'm like, no, save it for the next interview because he got – there's – 2.0 is coming out. Like, yeah. Hey, Dave Blaney 2.0 interview is coming. I know. Ashley, we run into this a lot of times with our television program where we'll chit-chat with the guys a few minutes earlier, chit-chat mm-hmm. late, and then we get done with it. And it's like, why didn't you tell us that during the interview? You know, I mean, uh-huh. that's just uh, the, the nature of our guys. They don't understand TV and radio and podcasts. That's the problem. They don't understand it. Save the good stuff for on the air. It's so true. And Aaron, I know your engineer brain and Dave's engineer brain together. It was absolutely incredible to just hear everything you guys talked about and then to hear him talk about like 
Ryan and sprint car mm-hmm. racing and him running. It was absolutely awesome. So I think you could probably do a show with him every week and yeah. touch on something completely different. Yeah, it really, really good. I mean, He's... he got into this whole spiel when we went off air about crew chiefs and why some guys that are veterans who we all think are awesome drivers, he gives a little bit more credit to their crew chiefs. It was really interesting. We got into some detail. So that's why I'm like, all right, will you come back on? He was like, yeah, sure, I'll come. I'll come back anytime. So, That's great. yeah, it was That's awesome. It was cool stuff. Interesting. The one that I did was um, the post office. I did Wayne Johnson. Oh, boy. Everybody's favorite, Wayne Johnson. <laughs> yep. And uh, mine is just going to be, mine's kind of all over the map. I mean, you've got a little focus with yours there. And Ashley, you got to focus with yeah. yours on women. Mine's going to be just sort of like I am, a little all over the map. You know, it's <laughs> like, well, I want to talk to Wayne Johnson this week. So that's who I'll talk to. And I want to talk to Eric Almarola next week. And so that's what we're going to do with it. And then the final week of the month, assuming four-week months, we're going to sit down in the work area and just kind of see how everyone's doing and talk sprint car racing. So I think it's really, really fun. Ashley, as we um, announced at the beginning of the year, you are with child. How is that process coming along? How's how's baby and, and, and mama doing? Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, for lack of better terms, I'm ready for him to be here. Um, I'm not sure I'm ready for him to be here, but I know I'm tired of him wreaking havoc on my body. Um, yeah, we spent a couple of days in the emergency room in Daytona after Volusia, uh, so that was a lot of fun. I forgot who I was and all the people around me. So it's been um, eventful seven, eight months now, um, to say the least. So uh, he'll be here in about five, six or more. And I'm looking forward to it, I think. Do we have a name picked out? We are about 75% sure we have a name. Ah, exciting. But, you know, I want to let you know that I was one of those women who did not enjoy pregnancy. You know, you meet all these. I know we're getting totally off of racing right now. But there's these women who are like, oh, it's the greatest thing. And and I was like, it was was rough. I mean, no wine. My body was like, it, it was rough. It's all worth it. You'll understand when he arrives, but I, I'm with you. It was it's mm-hmm. a lot. I can imagine. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When she, you have that woman who's like, oh my gosh, but I loved pregnancy. I'm like, good for you. Like, go away. I mean, I'm happy <laughs> that you were like, happy. Oh. But no, I felt no. like I weighed 800 pounds and I felt yeah. awful every day. And yeah. you didn't even have wine. Yeah, and you exactly. couldn't have wine. They take, away, yeah. they take away the one thing that can make this Seriously. better. Yeah, and you know what? My husband, Raymond, was like, you know what? I'm not going to drink. Raymond with this one. I'm not going (laughs) to drink while you're pregnant. I'm going to do this with you. I'm not going to, like, four nights in, he was like, all right, I I can't do this. I got to, you're hormonal. I got to have my wine. Yeah, because you're you, and being pregnant, you're even you on steroids. I need wine. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that, I had all that support going. There you go. Well, that's David, good. David is not a big drinker, and he has made sure that every time we've gone out, he's gotten at least two drinks. And I'm like, what is happening? He's got his DD <laughs> <am> now. <laughs> exactly. It's garbage. That is awesome. That is awesome. Aaron, your life when it's not sprint cars and, uh, and, uh, and, and tag along with SRX and everything is horse shows with Kate. How is the horse shows? How's Alfie? How's everything in the horse show world? Yeah, so um, it's a, it's very time consuming. It's like racing. We are spending a lot of time at the barn. But when you work with ponies, it's not like a race car. They have personalities. They get sick. They they are 
some days moody. So I'm learning a lot. And uh, like we were talking about before we went on the air, I've become like pageant mom. I have become oh, like, well, her pony has been spooking a little bit and she's been falling off. And it, it's kind of hard to watch your child fall off. There's no Hans device here. There's no five point harness. We're, we are just flopping off with this little tiny helmet on. So uh, yeah, Alfie might not be feeling well. He's actually getting an endoscopy today. Something what? us racers... Oh. You know, race cars don't need endoscopies. That so, does not yeah. sound like fun. I don't care whether a race car driver <laughs> or not. That doesn't sound fun at all. No, no, he's he's sedated for it. So, you know, you just imagine the bills that go along with this. Too. Well, but there's that, too. Hopefully <laughs> Alfie is better and we'll be back on track. But she loves it, and it's been fun to watch her find her passion. That is so cool. I'm so excited for you, Ashley, with the pending son. And I'm so excited you watching Kate. Mine are on the other end of it. My youngest one is a junior at Charlotte uh, studying theater ed. My oldest one just got back from India and she's teaching yoga. Um, and so she's just found, you know, I live and, and, and you two know, and anyone that follows along with, you know, I live my dream job. When I was a little kid, I dreamed about talking about racing. And so I do it. So you hope that your child can find their mm -hmm. respective passion. My daughter was in India for like four days. And the light switch That's flipped true. on. The light switch not even flipped on, but all the curtains came down on the windows and everything. And it's just been fun to watch. I actually, now this is not a I visual. I was just going to ask this about this. This is not a visual you want to think about much, folks. But I actually took a uh, took one of her classes. I'm taking another one Taking another <laughs> so one this week. So how did it go? I need to hear it because okay. my experience with yoga is not pretty. I am not flexible. I have zero <laughs> patience. Like well, my ADD kicks in. So I got to hear about this. I will be honest ah. with you. Um, I don't think it's a visual you want to see, and I was not able to com complete a number of the moves, okay? One of the things, though, that I have worked on, one of the things with yoga is it's not only the flexible fitness, but it's also the mind thing. It's kind of like a timeout. Yeah. You put yourself in a space. I'm not I have been working on that a lot with a lot of things, just reading at night and, and a little meditating and everything like that. So my experience at the end... When I was done, was spectacular. Oh, that's my favorite part. The right. part where you just, where you just <laughs> lay down. Yeah, exactly. We lay down. Yeah, exactly. You just lay down, lay here. And I said, I got that move down. That's the one nailed move. Nailed it. I nailed that one. No, I think I did all right. But as, as you both know, fitness, like five years ago, five years ago, fitness meant nothing to me other than it's what other people do. And Kendra got me in that stupid 410 race at, uh, at Knoxville. And now, so I run. And I'm, and I'm trying to eat healthier, and I've taken off a few pounds. And so flexibility is something I want to work on, um, but it's not pretty watching it happen. Do you wear the yoga pants? I do not wear the yoga pants. Come on now. we got to stop with that. Now, that's the time out. Can we, can, we can we go back and erase that question? Because now that's you said you thought, no. I well, mean, no, I... but you thought the visual of just me doing the most, but you put me in yoga pants, and that's not it. Well, I mean, you know, you shouldn't really wear baggy shorts either when you're doing yoga. Well, I'll that's... tell you what. I'm wearing my baggy shorts. Relatively speaking, do you want to see me in baggy shorts or yoga pants? Which no one? No offense, but neither of baggy... the above. <laughs> Steve doing downward dog in Down... yoga pants. Downward dog in yoga pants. Exactly. See that? Now, see, you y'all did this. You did. We I was fine with the yeah. yoga talk. They're the ones that went with the yoga pants, okay? So blame <laughs> Evernham. Blame Evernham. I so, couldn't resist. Exactly. So, uh, well, it's good. It's good. Uh, everyone's having a good time. What we're going to do is, on this program, we're just going to get together, see how everyone's doing, and then we're going to talk sprint car racing. So let's step away, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk sprint car racing. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, 
Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocer. It's the work area with Wing Nation. So glad you joined us. Ashley Strebby, Aaron Evernham, and Steve Post here. And uh, we chit-chatted about each other during the first segment and what's going on in our respective lives. Let's talk a little sprint car racing. Ashley, we're going to throw this one right straight out to you. You were at Volusia. Um, boy, did they have a handful, a little bit of everything, didn't they, down there with the with with everything, with the modifieds, with the late models, the sprint cars, the big blocks. Um, boy, I'll tell you what, everyone got to see, everyone got to see a little bit of everything, didn't they? It's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I could be politically correct and say, oh, it was great. It was wonderful. And granted, they did make the best out of the situation that they kind of brought themselves into. Um, yep. Honestly, it, the, the surface sucked. The rain sucked, to be quite frank. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think there was maybe two to three good nights of racing in the two weeks. Um, so this it was is, a struggle this is what you for get sure. Pregnant Ashley. You're, we're getting the real deal. She didn't mess <laughs> the, around. The real deal. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just me being honest though. I mean, yeah. granted they made the best out of the situation. Why they did what they did. I will never know. I will never understand, but it is what it is. And it's what racetracks across the country deal with from time to time. So they made the best of it. Um, I think they've learned a lot from it and probably won't do it again. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think that's the case. And you're right. Racetracks, dirt tracks across the country deal with it. We've not seen that yes. at Volusia. Yeah. Um, Aaron, when we started off down there the very first night Oof. with Donnie, now granted, it was, it was an obstacle course, no doubt about it. But, <laughs> you know, last year we went through the whole, when's Donnie going to win? When's Donnie yeah. going to win? He didn't give us any time to have that yeah. conversation, did he? That was spectacular. It was, and I think his years of experience certainly came in. From the start of that race, watching the line that he ran made me wonder why other people weren't trying to run that line because he was just keeping his momentum and trying to go above those giant ruts in the bottom. And I know that, you know, Kyle caught him at the end using those ruts to his advantage, but that was just experience and his his race knowledge. Like, he, he won that race mm -hmm. with his brain. The thing that really got me is when Kyle got by him in turn number two, yeah. Donnie was not going to be uh -uh. denied. Uh, then he, he, said, threw, it and he threw it in there on the rough stuff. Yeah. And he said, I'd end up out of the ballpark. I wasn't going to finish second. Yeah. And he come up with a win. So Donnie starts off well. Ashley, the second night, uh, with all of the challenges of the race surface, that was that spectacular one with Sheldon uh, and 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 Gravel and Brad. Woo, man, I'll tell you what, we had a dandy the second night, didn't we? Listen, I watched that in person and still had to go back and watch it three or four times on the, the Dirt Vision uh, highlights just because mm -hmm. I still couldn't comprehend what I saw. It all happened so quickly. It was absolutely incredible. Absolute great racing that night. Track still wasn't up to par, but they made a really good race out of it. Yeah. And then I think the third story would come out of that was was uh, Saturday night, David Gravel. I don't know if anyone's paying attention, Aaron, but I think David Gravel is going to be a handful for everybody. Every I, And I know what happens at Volusia is so unique, but I have a yeah. hunch that David Gravel is going to be a handful for everybody. I 100% I agree. When you look at his history, whether it was in the JJR car or last year in the big game car, I mean, he, he's right there. And now him and Cody have a year together under their belt. I think he's going to give them a run for their money for the championship this year. 
And Ashley, we talked about it. We had David on uh, one of our podcasts not too long ago. Could not be a nicer guy, nicer family. You know the family really mm -hmm. well. It's like it's one of those things where just good things happening to good people. It is. And I mean, Aaron, you know, he's from your home area yeah. up in the Northeast there. Um, you know, not big spring car country. So it's cool to see people come down from there and be successful and have success with the world of outlaws and absolutely incredible family all across the board. Mm -hmm. Fun stuff. That's for sure. Now the world of outlaws, they roll to Magnolia and uh, Rev. Mag is in Mississippi. The Rev is in Louisiana. And when we look at this, you look at gravel had three top five finishes. Donnie shots had a win, a seventh, a six. Sheldon had 10th, a win and fourth. James McFadden quietly mm -hmm. ninth, sixth, and third. So we need to keep an eye on McFadden. What I really find amazing about it this weekend, though, is listen to this list of invaders. You've got your, your 14 or 15, whatever it is, World of Outlaw Platinum drivers. Rico Abreu, Tyler Courtney, Corey Eliason, Brent Marks, Brian Brown, Gio Selzy, Aaron Reitzel, Sam Hayfordeep Jr., Ayrton Jeniton, Derek Hagar, Carson Short, Carson McCorrell, Brian Bell, um, Aaron, this yeah, those this aren't is shield fillers. Up. No, no, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're contenders. Every single one of those. Yeah, I mean, and, and Ashley, it's part of this. We talk about this every time of the year, and we've always we've always done this talk under the guise of look at Pete Walton, USCS. Yeah. Everyone's getting rained out in the in the Gulf Coast. Well, the World of Outlaws last year they made this move, and it looks like everyone wants to be part of it because they are going to have a just whopping quality car counts this week at those two races. It's true. They had such a huge success for their first time there last year. It's, it's, I said earlier this week, it's on my bucket list. I, it's such a cool area. Mm -hmm. I, I love the crawfish boils and that Southern Louisiana flavor, but to bring sprint car racing there and have the people, the guys support it, it is huge. Mm -hmm. Cool. So yeah, fingers crossed. Now, as we're recording this, everything is on hold, which that's kind of what we see this time of this year. Time we, of had, year. we spent a lot of time on hold. So fingers crossed, because you're right, Ashley, this was so wildly received last year. And it's something, and, and I hope it, it, the World of Outlaws has a little bit of wiggle room at the end of the year. If we can't get there now, maybe we can swing back through when we're coming back uh, before we get to world finals and, and and that sort of thing. But you're right. That's such a good part of the country, such a neat part of the country. Well, and we'll I see. think the good part about it being on the schedule this time of year is these guys don't, they're not on the West Coast right Correct. now and stuck. You know, they can still, they can maybe make a decision and not have them drive all the way there. They're not spending all that expense. Well, exactly, because they just raced in Florida yeah. and they're going to Texas. Yeah. So it's right on the way because they've got the Texas yeah. two-step next week at Cotton Bowl. So fingers crossed, as I said, we're recording this now. Check in with Dirt Vision, the World Racing Group, as you as you watch and listen to this podcast. And uh, maybe we'll have good news, maybe we'll have bad news. I, I hope so, because this field of cars is going to be good. When, when we look at it, um, when we look at it, Aaron, we talked about... 410 Racing, Donnie Sheldon and David Gravel getting the wins for the World of Outlaws. The All-Stars moved over to East Bay and Tyler Courtney and Corey Eliason. So it looks like not a whole lot has changed with the All-Stars. Although Eliason struggled last year, it looks like the All-Stars are locked in and a great couple nights of racing at East yeah, Bay. Yeah, it was no shocker that Tyler Courtney was in victory lane. But you're right. I, it looks like the competition is so strong there. And, and I know Ashley and I, our first show that we did this year was about some of the non-wing guys coming in, and you're going to have them running a bunch of the all-star shows. You know, we have Chris Windham and a few others. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to, to see the all-stars this year because I think they're 
going to get a lot of those guys coming over from the Indiana area. Right. I'm fascinated to see um, Kevin Thomas Jr. Yep. Uh, Tanner Thorson's going to do it. Tanner Thorson's going to do it. Ashley, that's the, it, it's an amazing sequence of events, and it actually played out. Some of it played right out of PRI in front of us when the next thing you know, this bomb is being dropped and this announcement's being dropped. But, boy, what a great time for wing sprint car racing with all of these uh, Tyler Courtney was kind of the first one of this wave, if you will, but he's not the last one and he's not going to be alone when it comes to wing sprint cars. No, absolutely not. I mean, I think Tyler Courtney set a heck of a bar oh, last year, winning the championship yeah. his first time out. Um, absolutely impressive. Um, but you know, Steve, we talked to Brent Marks on Saturday coming up here on, um, our map TV show. And, you know, he's kind of doing the original outlaw schedule, if you will, and kind of picking and choosing between the all-stars, the world of outlaws, Ohio and Pennsylvania speed weeks, and really making kind of the best of the sprint car world, if you really want to write it down that way and, and traveling across the country. So it's going to be cool to start to see more guys doing things like Brent's going to do this year. Well, and, and actually, um, Ashley, Aaron and I had Sam Haferteep yeah. Jr. on. Uh, on our Tuesday show, he picked up the win at the King of the uh, 360s, and I think it was 50 World of Outlaw races, yeah, 20, 20 to 25 other 410 races, 20 to 25 360 races, because we know he has a lot of success there. So I agree, and 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 Aaron, it just seems like there's more and more ways these guys can skin the cat and and, and make a career yeah. out of racing. You know, I think our, our sport is so healthy right now. The purses have gone up. The Outlaws raising their championship purse. I think all those things have people realizing we need to go to the big shows. And and we have sponsors like NOS and, and people that are pouring money into it. I mean, if you think of how far the Outlaws have come in the – 20 years that I've really followed them. I raced in 2004 with them. I mean, there was no, you go to the, the world finals and there's hospitality all along the backstretch. You look at Knoxville, it has changed so much in the last 15, 18 years. Well, and what's interesting is the way it's changed with the local tracks and Ashley mm -hmm. will eventually transition. I want to talk about Pennsylvania, but I was just reading today, the minimum to win at Williams Grove this year is $5,000. Yeah. It, there's there's three different programs. They have three different series. The 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 Hoosier Diamond series, the, the Breaches series or whatever it is, their minimum is 500 to win. Well, you look at that and you're a Pennsylvania racer. Do I race there for 500? Some of the all-star races pay 6,000 yeah, or 6,000 to win. So you're, and, and, and port, my gosh, you can't port, you can't go two weeks without it being a 10 grand to win race or eight grand to win race. Yeah. So it's amazing. It really is. So it's a fun time. It really is. Before we move, and I want to talk a lot about Central Pennsylvania because, again, fingers crossed with the weather. They open up this weekend. I, I do want to talk about Parker Price Miller, Ashley. Um, we chatted with Parker Price. I think Aaron and I chatted with Parker Price. But dealing with uh, dealing with cancer, he he has a uh, as treatment. He gets right at the end of the healthy window. He goes to East Bay and races, and now he's back in the treatment. Uh, pretty inspiring uh, what, what Parker Price Miller uh, is, is doing there. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think it's a mental game for him, knowing, you know, the sprint car driver in him, it's a mental game. So as long as he can stay, you know, on top and, and have that drive to continue to climb back in that sprint car is what's going to keep him going no matter what. Um, such a great kid. So nice. Always willing to chat, always open and honest. Um, I hate to see him going through it, but ultimately he's a fighter and knowing that he's paired up with James McFadden to, to drive the car when he can't be in it, I think is just going to keep that fire lit inside him. So it's going to be 
you know, it's going to be a long year, I'm sure, but it's going to be awesome to see him actually come out on top. Really, truly is. That's for sure. Um, I, I do want to transition back to you, Aaron, and, and a little bit off track again, uh, because I saw on uh, Saturday, I saw, Ashley, did you see these pictures of Aaron with a makeup artist in front of her? Did you see that? I did. My, did you my see runway that? debut. I really you, should have called you for some pointers. Well, yeah, you I did, was out of my element. You did the catwalk for a cause. This well, is, you were amazing. Yeah, this is Martin Truex and Sherry uh, Pollock's yeah. their cause for cancer. It ties back into yeah. Parker Price Miller. You are BFFs with Sherry. Um, getting the chance to do that and to, I, I know that walking the catwalk is not your <laughs> preferred way of participating in charitable endeavors, but uh, salute to you for doing that. But yes. um when you hear Parker Price Miller, uh, Dale McDowell's a late model driver yeah. that had a battle with cancer, and we actually talked to Parker Price Miller, and he was not aware of it, but he reached out to Dale after Dale won that first race back at Volusia. Um, it's just there, there's there's a there's a fraternity there that nobody wants to be part of, but but you deal with it with your friend Sherry as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been to every single one of their catwalk for causes, and when Sherry asked me to walk in it, I was like. Gosh, this is not my thing, but there's I can't ever say no to Sherry. Sure. So um, was happy to do it, loved it. It was a great event. Uh, my runway skills could use some work, but that's besides the point. Uh, but you talk you talk about that fraternity. It was a group of uh, it was basically twelve of them who are fighting ovarian cancer. Some just out of treatment, some in treatment, and it was um, it, it, it just. It's inspiring. Yeah. It is puts a lot of things in perspective in life. Um, and to see their fight, I don't know if either of you were able to see the special on Sherry before the cup race. I mean, you were busy. Yeah, but if you look it. on social media, you can see it. And that it's tells great. you all you need to know about Sherry. Like, I was hysterical. And I know her whole story. I talk to her often. So, um, But the, the people like Par Parker Price Miller, Dale McDowell, Sherry, anyone who's fighting cancer, to me, I tell Sherry all the time, she's the strongest person I know. I don't care mm -hmm. if you're a football player, you're a race car driver, you're a bull rider. She and all of those people that are fighting it, they're the strongest people I know yeah. because that's a mental thing that is. Just think about, we went through that with Jan McMahon, mm -hmm. Paul's wife. Yeah. You know, Mama Gail has gone through it out mm -hmm. of formerly with Wild Racing with, um, um, just amazing. It really does. It impacts so much. And when, uh, and I'll, I'll echo what you said, Ashley, Parker Price Miller, the, the racing, I think some of our debate was if you're a parent, are you going to let him race? I don't know if you're a parent, if you can stop him from racing because that's, that's got to be what that's got to be what's driving him. So uh, it's amazing. And he stuff. ran really well. Yeah, he, he did. did a really good shot. Yeah. Yes. Really, really did. All right. So this weekend, fingers crossed, um, Pennsylvania opens up. If not, it'll open up next week. They always do. You know, um, when we look at Central Pennsylvania this week, it is Lincoln. Um, Freddie Raymer is going for three championships in a row. Um, Aaron, we've talked about this some, and he's done it all with the family team. But it appears that. Um, they're going to be in a little bit financially better situation. Rich Eichelberger uh, is a is a, mm -hmm. a super sportsman racer down there, and he's decided to come in. I saw four chassis from uh, from um, our buddy Maxims. I yep. see engines all over the place. Uh, good for Freddie Raymer to get this opportunity. Yeah. It looks really neat for him. And like you said, with the success he had with the family team, it's going to be really interesting when he to see when now he's got a little bit more funding maybe, and he it's not. It, it's different when you drive for someone else than when you're driving for Fred. Like, yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of success he has this year. It's different driving for everyone else than driving for the family, <laughs> and that's different for driving for Fred. Precisely, his dad. I mean, and and Fred's an we icon love him in the dearly, sport. But exactly, it's but Fred. it's just it just is. F Fred had told me one time, Ashley. Fred had told me one time that 
because Freddie knows the budget and knows the deal mm -hmm. and knows that third plays this, there are times when he might get to third spot. And, and, and Fred knows also that's not a good way to race. You know, I mean, but it's a good way to own a team. Yeah. And so very exciting up there. Uh, contenders, when you look at it, Alan Crimes is a former champion up there, two-time champion. He finished second points. Chase Dietz has that drive trone number 39. That's another returning driver. So Lincoln has this core group of people, Ashley, that it's really, really some great racing, and it's a tough place to do business. It's going to be fun to see what happens at Lincoln this year. It's true. And they've done so much at that facility over the last oh. couple of years. It's, it's incredible what's happening in central Pennsylvania. And I know I'm biased, but these tracks are keeping each other in check between BAPS, Lincoln, Port Royal. They're all creating this buzz amongst themselves and just making the next one step to the next level. It's absolutely incredible. Really, truly is. It really, truly is. Jerry Parrish and the gang there at Lincoln have, uh, uh, Alan Kreitzer did a nice job keeping it going and everything. And Jerry Parrish has just kind of said, well, let's grab another gear. Yeah. And it's really, really cool. A lot of this is being driven by what Steve O'Neill and everyone is mm -hmm. doing at Port Royal. Um, Ashley, your home racetrack. And you got Logan Wagner going for a fifth consecutive champion. That kind of snuck up on me. I knew he'd won multiple championships, but four straight in that Zemco car. Logan's got that thing rocking and rolling really well. He really does. And it's a perfect fit for both of them. He can still do his full-time job of flying and then race the Zemco schedule because they don't run a full-fledged schedule throughout the season. So honestly, and then they get to do cool things like go to Knoxville occasionally. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's cool to see that one team and, and Logan really paired up and, and being that successful team that it's been in years past. The yeah. thing I find so fascinating, and you know the story better than anybody, Ashley, is when I listed contenders, Mike Wagner was second in points last year. Logan's dad, they did some research and they figured out this is his 37th year of fielding a 410 team. That's the longest wow. of anybody in the country right now wow. presently fielding a 410 team. You know, Danny Smith's got longer with 360s and yeah. stuff, but fielding a 410 team. And, uh, and what we've seen... Mike Wagner appears that he can still get it done on a regular basis. He finished second in points last year, Ashley. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He gives Logan a run for his money some weekends for sure. I mean, I've known, I've known Logan since he was a little kid running around the pits with his dad racing and my dad and, and Mike race together. So I've watched Mike race forever in a day. So it, it's cool to see Logan come up in, in his footsteps and now, you know, kind of waving the flag out there for the Wagner family, but Mike's no slouch. Yeah, Mike says, yeah. hold on, son, I'm not ready to go. And <laughs> I thought it was so neat last year at Knoxville that, that, that they both were out there at the Knoxville Nationals. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and there were moments during that week where you're like, wait a minute, they're both really, really good. Of course, it's a big half-mile track, which is what they focus yeah. on and everything. Um, I actually thought Logan might have transferred in at one point, and Mike had a run at one point during the week. Yeah. That was so neat to see him out there. We hung out. Ashley and I got to hang out at the Pennsylvania thing, at the Central Pennsylvania thing. Uh, it, it was almost like I think Mike and his wife and Logan, I think they enjoyed the experience as much as the racing, and that's that's a, just a racing family there. Yeah, I love the, the whole racing family aspect. I can't imagine what it would be like to to race with with Kate or you know just have that father and son combination. You think of the you know Sheldon and his and Jack racing together, and and the emotion that Sheldon has when Jack retired oh. and all, all the success and you think about the Kinzers I I love that dynamic I, I think it's just really neat you know we always talk about our sport being a family sport but to race at the level they're at as a family is really neat speaking of family sport in Port Royal 
I just read where Dylan Sisney yeah. is not running the family team. Ashley, what are we going? I mean, how is that going to work? He's got a guy named um, Scott Coleman from over in Wisconsin, but that's just weird. How can we do this? This is that should not be allowed. I mean, I know it's good for Dylan, but that should not be allowed because Dylan has been that kid that drags his race car across the parking lot to the racetrack forever. <laughs> well, I think he still technically will be, but yeah. <laughs> it just won't be his per se. It, it's the same deal as Freddie. You know, it's it's cool to see Central Pennsylvania gaining owners again. Um, wow. There was a time where it was huge. There was so many owners you couldn't. There was so many to pick from, and you know, if you got to ride with one of them, you had an, an incredible opportunity. And then that kind of went away. In the last five, maybe ten years, it's really been family-owned teams, you know, trying to piece things together to make things happen. So to see that these car owners are coming back to the sport and giving guys these opportunities like Freddie Raymer and Dylan Sisney, I think it's freaking awesome. That's a brilliant point. Really I hadn't is. thought about that. And we've talked about the the Al Hamiltons and the and those people yep. going away. But you're right. We've added to that list. You know, yeah. we've well, added. This is a someone of, from out of state too. From How out of cool state coming that? in and wants to yeah. see right. what's going right. on. They, okay, I'll throw my hat into the possum yeah. land. Yeah, let's see if he comes back at his arm at the elbow, though. That's the only problem there. But the good news is he's going to battle with Dylan Sisney. Port opens up on uh, March the sixth, so next weekend, and then Williams Grove. This was weird. Okay, Lance Deweese started the season with no intention of being yeah. the Williams Grove track champion because they run part time. Ashley Rainouts and Macri doing this and Danny doing that and Freddie doing this and all of them. And we get into August and all of a sudden Lance looks up and says, we're in the points hunt and it's 20 grand to win the championship. I just think that's part of the neat story of Pennsylvania that a part-timer like Lance DeWeese can, can alter it a little bit at the end of the year and go win that championship. Not sure that he's defending the crown because I think the plan is still the same, but what an accomplishment is seventh championship at Williams Grove. It's Lance DeWeese, though. I mean, I'm not <laughs> surprised by any means. <laughs> honestly, yes, the rainouts fell his way and, and things worked. But honestly, he still had to win races. He still had to be consistent. He still had to be up yeah. front. It's Lance DeWeese. You're not going to take that from him. So him winning a seventh championship doesn't surprise me. But obviously, it, uh, the schedule had to fall the correct way, and it did. But it's still Lance DeWeese. He's well, gonna let's races. not forget about your boy, Davey, either. Yes. Right. yes. It's Love Davey. that man. It's yes. Davy. It's, it's Davy Brown with an assist from last <laughs> week. I knew Lance we were going to get a little. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. So at Volusia, real quick, we always run over to our uh, little camp there that we hang out, and Kinzer's always there, Steve. Um, so we get to always hear Steve's story. Well, he got to actually tell a few Davy Brown stories um, uh. this year at Volusia. So it was it was cool to kind of hear the king talk about Davy Brown. Steve Kins are talking about Davy Brown now. I hope you've re recorded this. I mean, come on, I that, that is like that's like a dream right there for me. My gosh, <laughs> it was really really cool to hear the king talk about Davy and just his knowledge and how he's still even at what eighty seven, eighty eight now. Yeah, mm. um, still. That's what races. one of the things that Dave Blaney <laughs> talked about after, off air was Davy Brown. Maybe that's what we need. We might need a Davy Brown podcast. Yeah, everyone talks we about Davy Brown. We know he won't come on, so we'll get everyone we'll just else, have else to talk, to talk about, about Davy Brown. Yeah, yeah. That's, and I mean, how he's still on top of it at eighty-seven. Yeah, watching him with that car. 
And when he breaks out the tape measure, you might just well break out the check. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> oh no, Davey broke out the tape measure. He's walking over the rear end of that car. He broke out the tape measure. It's like, who's going to take second tonight? Because we know who's going to win. Um, it is amazing. It really is. What a great season. When we look at contenders at Williams Grove, it's weird because Danny's going to do a lot of traveling. I think Anthony Macri's going to do a lot of traveling. I think the one to watch, and as we talked about with Lincoln, Freddie Raymer is likely not to do as much traveling, although that's what the 51 car, yeah. Fred wants to get him out of Pennsylvania a little bit. And so maybe they'll maybe they'll button up and go to the Kings Royal or go try some different things. Uh, Williams Grove is going to be fascinating this year. It really, truly is. I think you might see what we saw last year. Someone starts stringing a bunch of wins together in his leading points and says, oh, I better make yeah. it there on, yeah. on Friday nights. Yeah, because yeah. you talk about money with the World of Outlaws, <laughs> yeah. a $20,000. When you're sitting there, $20,000 point fund when you're talking March to October, you balance it out. It's not that big. When you're sitting there in August and saying, wait a minute, we just need to add three more Williams Grove races to our schedule, yeah. and that's twenty grand. Well, that starts to add up there yeah, pretty good. Yeah, and when you're running outlaw schedule, that's easy, you know, easy, easy to, thing do. to do. I think that's a good point. Uh, Williams Grove opener is March 13th, so really, really fun stuff. So, Ashley, get ready up there. You're getting, you're getting ready to kick things off for us. Fingers crossed this weekend. We'll see how it goes. But uh, it's all on your shoulders up there in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's all on your shoulders. I, 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 Steve, you know how I feel about this. As much as I'm excited to get back to sprint car racing, I still think with the exception of the icebreaker, cause it's been that way forever and a yeah, day, yeah. but all these schedules starting so freaking early has me <laughs> twisted up. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm -hmm. I think our race season's way too long to begin with. And now we're starting in the very beginning of March and we race till November and it's Anyhow, I'll yep. get off that soapbox. But no. yes, I'm excited to get back spring car racing. It just might be a smidge too soon here in Pennsylvania. Smidge too soon, yes. The <laughs> icebreaker, my favorite race of the year. My favorite, my the reaction is always the same with the icebreaker, okay? If they hit it good, everyone's like, I love the icebreaker. Man, that's great that they do that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. If they hit it bad, it's like, I've said all along, they're wringing their hands. They should never do that. Well, they should never do that. You that's know? the world we live in. It's the world we live in. That is <laughs> for true. sure. That it is, is an, an iconic race. So I'm, yeah. I'm here for it because it's been around that for, one I what is this? The 40, I don't even know. Yeah. 42nd, 56th, who knows? Yeah. But So it's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> so yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah, February we, means two things. That uh, the Daytona yeah. 500 and the icebreaker. That's yeah. A, you know. <laughs> yeah. So Pennsylvania, it is going to be a fascinating, fascinating season as well. So the work area, Ashley, this was cool hanging out and chatting, Seriously. wasn't it? It was great hanging out and do a little, little adventure racing. It really, really was. I'm going to look forward to doing this every single month. Yeah, we'll do it, Aaron. We get a chance. It's it's strange because, I mean, Ashley and I, we do the TV program. We do it via Zoom. You know, you and I get to do yeah. the face-to-face, -face, but this is just kind great. Kind of feels like Ashley's here with us. I yeah, like it. yeah. It's almost like we're at the Iowa Beer Bus. Well, which we couldn't do. Maybe the work area needs some beverages. Maybe the work, oh. Give me five weeks. <laughs> Deal. Done. <laughs> five weeks and beverages will flow. Lemmies. There we go. Yes, uh, absolutely. Great, great stuff. She's Ashley Strubby. She's Aaron Everham. I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us here on The Work Area on Wing Nation. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. 
so while getting a loan can seem intimidating. Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.